Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Manx Radio's Update with Andy Wind. Pastor Mike, good evening. It's half past five. This is update for Tuesday, 7th of March, 2023 from Manx Radio. 30 minutes to look at the latest news on the Isle of Man. We've got background to the news and sport and business and sea watch and travel updates and the newsmakers in person. Tonight, two years of wheat in the Laxey silos. The government's terminated an investment contractor. And MHK questions are school meals driven by cost. There's a warning online scammers are targeting the Isle of Man. And your view on the rising price of electricity. And Benham for all your business and legal needs. First of all, at 29 minutes ahead of six o'clock, the update news headlines. Fastamai, Siobhan Fletcher. Fastamai. Police are dealing with an unexploded ordnance on the beach side of Morag Promenade in Ramsey. A cordon is in place while the item is safely disposed of. The prom has been closed from the swimming pool car park exit to North Shore Road. Officers are asking people to avoid the area where possible. The cordon is expected to be in place until tomorrow at the earliest. Glen Faber and Peel MHK Tim Crookall is to take over as chairman at Manx Utilities. Chief Minister Alf Cannon will ask Tinwald to confirm the appointment later this month. An FC Isle of Man's latest league fixture this evening has to had to be postponed. The Ravens have been due to face Longridge Town in the NWCFL Premier Division at 8pm tonight. Further afield, the UK Home Secretary has admitted her new bill to tackle illegal migration pushes the boundaries of international law. A court's been told nine-year-old Olivia Pratt-Corbell screamed at her mum that she was scared before being shot in her Liverpool home. And Facebook owner Meta is reportedly cutting thousands of jobs for the second time in a matter of months. There are your headlines, news at six. Man Benham. Contact us by phone, video call, email or face-to-face. We're happy to connect with you. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Coromaya, thank you, Siobhan, from the Ronaldsway Met Office. There's no wind warning in operation for the North Irish Sea. State of sea is smooth or slight. And the three-day weather, well, tonight, dry with clear skies. A light wind coming in from the north-northeast. Going to be frosty overnight, down to minus three degrees and uh, over the hills. For Wednesday, tomorrow, Ukraine. A frosty start, then dry with hazy sunshine and a light to moderate east-northeasterly, turning east-southeasterly. High temperatures 5 degrees, down to 2 through the night. And for Jordan, Thursday, persistent and heavy rain, turning to sleet and snow, even at low levels. Now a strong to near gale force east-southeasterly. Daylight maximum is 4 degrees, but it'll feel much colder than that. Tides on the way out, low water in about half an hour's time at three minutes past six. Sunset four minutes later at seven minutes past six. High tide tonight, a minute to midnight. Sunrise in the morning at nine minutes before seven. Visit the Manx Glass and Glazing website and see a range of products from windows to doors, mirrors to splashbacks. Manxglass.com in 30 minutes. Update on Manx Radio with Andy Wind. Faster at current rates of production, Laxley Glen Mills has got enough wheat in its silos to last for another two years. The figure given by the Chief Minister, Alfred Cannon, this morning after he was asked to provide a statement on the importance of Laxey Mills to the Isle of Man. Laxey Glen Mills continues right now to supply high-quality Manx flour to our bakeries, catering outlets and supermarkets from existing stocks. 
and has the potential to supply anyone else expanding or setting up new enterprises. As the business sales grow, it is possible the mill could make available new supply contracts to our Manx farmers in the future. And I know it is also exploring all the options to sell flour into the UK and wider markets. So for your question, Mr. Morehouse. Has a turnover arrived for the government to support a marketing and sales team to help get these premier products into the hands of those consumers who will pay for these and all other local premier products. If we leave it any longer, we're in danger of losing critical mass in this important area. I think the problem that we are facing now requires more thought than just uh, a, a new marketing and sales team, Mr. Speaker. Um, I think uh, the Honourable Member should be aware that in line with the island plan, the Department for Environment, Food and Agriculture uh, will be consulting on a plan for the future of agriculture, which I understand they intend to do at the end of this month. And the department will also develop and publish a food strategy by the end of April 2023. Both of these uh, bear extreme uh, importance in terms of the relevance for the Glen Mills into the future. So, from your question, Mrs. Kane. Chief Minister mentioned the annual subsidy provided to Laxey Glen Mills from the Treasury. In the year before Ramsey Bakery shut, they, they posted a loss of £19,000. Can you give any indication if it's likely, is he aware that uh, government will have to bail out the mill to a larger degree? I expect that figure to be uh, higher, Mr. Speaker, but uh, I, I'll seek clarification from the Treasury on any of the latest data that they have on that and circulate it to Ingle members. Manx government reserves are currently more important than they've ever been, so the news that MJ Hudson, an investment manager under contract to the Treasury is in difficulties, would appear to be worrying, but the Treasury Minister, Dr Allenson, says no Manx funds are in danger. In terms of the reserves which are around about £1.7 billion, those are um, invested on our behalf by five different investment managers um, using discretionary funds. Now, MJ Hudson help us oversee that overall investments. They don't invest money for us, but they help us manage our investments. Um, as as you're, you're aware, there have been some difficulties with the parent company, MJ Hudson Group, in terms of their auditors and, and the resignation of their CEO. And in, in, in light of that slight uncertainty, Treasury have made the de- decision to end our relationship with MJ Hudson as, as our advisors and look for a replacement for that and, and we will be going through a transitionary period over the next three months to achieve this. At the same time obviously the tender process is underway as well. Yes. This is a complicated time for this to happen surely? It is and I apologise to those people who've been taking part in the tender because obviously nobody wanted this sort of disruption. What we're going to be doing is appointing another investment advisor as soon as possible to carry on with that process and look at the best way that we can invest taxpayers' money to get the best returns provided. Am I right in saying the tender process can't really proceed unless you've appointed again? That's correct. We've had to pause the tender process because we need that external scrutiny. We need that that external advice in terms of the advisors that that we appoint. Can I just ask you if the troubles of MJ Hudson involve the Isle of Man at all? They they don't. This is a London-based company um, and they are unfortunately having some difficulties difficulties themselves. This does not reflect on the advice they've given us in the past or the advice that they've given to us recently. And certainly there is no public money being invested through them. They are simply advising Treasury in terms of the best way to invest with other people and other entities. Update 
Brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Master Mai, 22 minutes before six. If you're heading towards the mountain road, the matrix signs at Sulby, Hilbury, Bagaro, and Ramsey are showing the warning of ice on the mountain road. Arbury Castle Town and Maloo MHK Tim Glover believes cuts to fruit and salad options in the island schools show recent menu changes are being driven by cost, not diet. Comes after the Education, Sport and Culture Minister Julie Edge said the same calorie values were being applied to all primary school ages following advice from public health and a dietitian. Mr Glover wasn't convinced. I don't agree that it was just a dietary thing. To me it looks like cost cutting. Plain and simple. Uh, when you look at the menu, the, the salad and fruit bar options have been reduced so that doesn't fit in with dietary and uh, calorie control or anything like that. It's, it just looks uh, that they've cut out quite a bit of healthy option. It was a very prescriptive letter that had been sent to the schools. I think part of the issue maybe the schools have applied it to the letter of that letter and there's been no wriggle room in it at all but I think the communication was poor from the Department of Education to the schools in the first place. Parents were oblivious to it, they just suspected something was up so it doesn't seem to have been communicated out to parents. They're active children, you know, they they have different metabolisms. You can't give the same portion to me and it doesn't make sense because it's a wide age group 4 to 11 year olds and they all get the same portion. Well, it just doesn't seem to me to make sense and comes across as as cost cutting if they're not going to eat what is now there does it actually rather than just reducing portion sizes aren't they uh, also going to maybe be increasing waste of food as well i would appeal to the education minister to go and look at this and make sure they've got their ducks in a row if i can put it that way because whatever changes have been made they seem to be having quite a number of knock-on effects it doesn't seem to be putting the kids first which it has to be in this situation. Uh, just a quick word, a road race in Ramsey this evening has been rerouted because of the ordnance that's been discovered on the Murroch Prom. There are 60 runners in the Northern Athletic Club's Winter League event. Signing on is at the same time. The start scheduled at 7.15, but the course will be altered for obvious safety reasons. And there's another warning from the Isle of Man Constabulary about online scammers targeting people on the Isle of Man. Sergeant Charles Maloney says a number of cases have been reported. In some circumstances it's been fairly minimal but um, obviously it depends on individual circumstances so what may be uh, perceived to be small to one person may be large to another but then we've also had uh, extremes of whereby um, some of the uh, monies uh, turned deceptively have been uh, quite large and therefore there's like a real range in regards to the monies um, or the quantities of money being transferred or obtained uh, deceptively. What I will say to uh, obviously island residents is if something seems too good to be true it generally is Therefore, if you're asked to pay a relatively small amount of cash in return for a larger product or cash, this is clearly a scam and therefore do not do so. If you're contacted unexpectedly by an individual or a company, do not provide any personal details to the caller in any circumstances. In these circumstances, you're advised to end the call and then call the individual or the company on the known telephone number to seek clarification. Further to this, if you're contacted unexpectedly by an officer or by an individual or a company asking for money to be paid or transferred, do not part with any financial details under any circumstances and do not make any payments. We're getting reports that a lot of these uh, deceptions and uh, thefts have basically occurred via um, the social media. 
So Facebook, PayPal, uh, iTunes and Western Union. Therefore, if you're unexpectedly requested to transfer money by any of these means, do not do so. Or again, uh, contact the individual or the company and obviously clarify if uh, such a payment is required. If anyone is concerned or wants clarification, contact the constabulary on uh, 01624 631212 or alternatively contact the Office of Cybersecurity and Information Assurance on 01624 686060. They'll obviously advise and give reassurance. Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. The motorship Ben McCree departed Hesham at a quarter past two this afternoon. She's just uh, heading into the inner part of the bay and into the harbour in the next five minutes or so. We'll be on the link span and then departing this evening at 7.45 for Hesham, arriving there at half past 11. The overnight departure, 2.15 from Hesham back to Douglas at around 6. And the morning departure, Ben McCree heads to Hesham at 8.45. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information. Well, the cost of electricity is up and up and up. Manx Utilities have confirmed the charges will go up more than 50-50% over two increases, one in April, one in July. So we took the Manx Radio microphone out to Strand Street in Douglas. Well, in the fortunate circumstances that we will manage, switch lights off, uh, you know, we live in an apartment block that has uh, the cheaper rate in, uh, at certain times, so uh, hopefully that cheaper rate will be, it'll all it'll be 51% dearer. I don't know, to be honest with you. The thing you can do is... I didn't even know it was going up, to be honest. I switch everything off at night anyway. I didn't just get on with it. I've not really thought about it, to be honest. We only use electric for our lighting. We've got a gas oven and we have oil heating, so... The effect on us will be something. It won't be too disastrous. Yeah, it's, it's going to obviously have a big impact. Yeah, such a high rise. Turn the odd light bulb off here and there, but we're already cutting back as much as you can as it is. Manx Radio Business Briefing. At 16 minutes before six, Wood Group, the British multinational engineering and consulting business headquartered in Aberdeen, said today it was minded to reject a fourth, fourth takeover approach from Apollo Global Management as it undervalues the business. Apollo made a fourth proposal of 237p per share in cash on the 6th of March. Wood uh, say their board believes the latest proposal continues to undervalue the group and is therefore minded to reject. Wood Group say their board will continue to engage with shareholders and intends to engage further on a limited basis. For a full daily market report, go to RamseyCrookall.com. Apple's biggest supplier, Foxconn, says its revenues last month fell by 11.65% year-on-year due to weaker demand for electronics. Although February revenue was more than $13 billion, the second highest figure on record for the month, Foxconn said its operations at the world's biggest iPhone factory in the Chinese city of Zhengzhou are recovering from COVID disruptions. Over the weekend, the firm said it was exploring opportunities in India. The Stock Market Report. Brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European markets fell as traders followed Jerome Powell's congressional testimony. US stocks sold off sharply and oil edged lower. Gold eased too as well. And the numbers now from Ramsey Crookall at the close in London. The FTSE 100 down just over a tenth of a percent at 7,919. The DAX in Frankfurt down six tenths of a percent at 15,559. Currently in New York City, the Dow Jones Industrials down just over 1% 
percent at 33,072. The Nasdaq Tech Stocks Index is down just over eight tenths of a percent at 11,579, and the S&P 500 down one and a tenth of a percent at 4,003. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling trading at one U.S. dollar 18.5 cents, one euro 12 cents, and 22 South African rand uh, 1.7 cents. Finally, in commodities, gold is down one and a half percent at $1,819 per troy ounce, and a barrel of Brent crude down two and eight tenths percent at $83.79. The world was a very different place when Ramsey Crookall set up business back in 1946. But his passion for providing outstanding service and looking after every client as if they were one of the family has endured for over 76 years. So if you're looking for the continuity of a personal, bespoke investment strategy, perhaps it's time to look at our discretionary services. Trustworthy, dependable and tailored. Ramsey Crookle, the island's investment specialist. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookle.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. This is the most listened to Isle of Man news source. And Manx Radio's update is the Isle of Man's most downloaded news podcast. Faster by, I'm Andy Wint, and updates to financial laws on the island won't make it easier for those trying to hide their assets. So says an MLC as the Trust and Trustees Bill 2022 completes its final reading in LegCo. The report from Phil Gorn. The whole concept of trusts as a vehicle for looking after people's property dates back to the days when English lords and kings went on crusades to the Holy Lands and needed a legal means to ensure their estates were kept in safe hands. More recently, trusts have played an important role in wills and family wealth planning, but they are also an important tool used in the finance sector. While Manx Trust law has remained close to that of England and Wales, our competitors in Jersey and Guernsey have benefited from regular developments in their trust legislation. Bill Henderson MLC took the bill through LegCo and refuted the suggestion that the legislation would make life easier for those wishing to hide their perhaps dubious financial affairs. Absolutely not and it's one of the principles within this bill and certainly with the disclosure amendment put in place now uh, far be it from uh, operating in secrecy um, there is a good degree of transparency but I must put it out there Phil that our trust law here or our trust operations are regulated under the Financial Services Authority as well which is a higher, far higher standard than that in the UK and other large jurisdictions. So it's a lot harder for anybody to try and um, manipulate the system, if you like, in the Isle of Man. We're promoting a well-regulated world international standard in our financial affairs here. But at the minute, I'm quite confident we've got it as good as it can be. The bill now returns to the keys for final approval. Manx Radio Sport. Faster my Rob Pritchard. Faster my good evening. Starting with cycling, and it was close, but no cigar for Mark Cavendish and Astana Kazakhstan on stage two of the Terreno Adriatico today. The Manx missile got himself into the mix on the 210km route, which saw all the major sprinters in contention on the approach to the finish in Falonica in an exciting and congested final sprint. However, Cavendish wasn't quite able to break through to the front in the final few kilometres and came home in the main pack close by in 29th place. 
The stage was won by Sudal Quicksteps Fabio Jakobsen, with Jasper Philipson taking a close second and Fernando Gaviria having to settle for third after a very late charge. In football, FC Alleman's NWCFL Premier Division clash away against Longridge Town tonight has been postponed. The match had been due to kick off at 8pm, however the hosts have called off the match due to a floodlight stanchion collapse. The game will be rearranged in due course. As a result, the Ravens' next game is this coming Sunday, the 12th of March, away against Northwich Victoria. The Manx side will be hoping to build on their hard-fought 1-0 win at the bowl against Winsford United last Saturday. In motorsport, Manx racer Ryan Kringle is set to make his Isle of Man TT races debut this summer. He's set to follow in the footsteps of his brother Jamie, who took part in his maiden TT fortnight in 2022. 29-year-old Ryan will compete in the Senior and Superbike classes on an AGR Motorsport Honda Fireblade machine and will also take part in the two Super Stock contests. And sticking with motorsport and three-time Isle of Man TT race-winning outfit Daffabet Racing have signed rider Matt Stevenson for 2023. Stevenson, the senior MGP winner in 2018, will campaign at Kawasaki ZX-10 for this year's TT in the Superbike, Superstock and Senior races. Meanwhile, he'll contest the two Super Sport races on a Yamaha R6. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Inbound at Ronald's Way, the Hop House 7 EasyJet from Manchester is a quarter of an hour late. Uh, then it's the Hop House 7 EasyJet from Gatwick's on time, the 5 to 8 Logan Air returning patient transfer planes on time, and the Logan Air 5 past 8 inbound from London City on time. 6 o'clock Logan Air to Liverpool on time, the 10 past 8 EasyJet back to uh, Manchester showing on time and 10 past 8 EasyJet to London Gatwick. Uh, the Jerby Coast Road is now open. They've finished the resurfacing, but the Ballymenic Road's got face closures for water main replacement. In Regaby, temporary closures for water main replacement. And the junction of Paul Rose Road and Alder Road in Paul Rose by the Methodist Church is closed for that new pedestrian crossing. Temporary 24-hour lights on Glen Crutchery Road at the 3rd Avenue Junction in Douglas for water main installation. Victoria Road's closed between Broadway and Marathon Road for resurfacing. And narrow lanes and a temporary pedestrian crossing on Victoria Street. Temporary 24-hour lights on Annika Lane near the Heron for that new pedestrian crossing. In Grieber, you've got temporary lights uh, by Grieber Castle for resurfacing. And temporary lights on the main road, Ballabeg near Arbury Parish Hall for new zebra crossing. Castle Town's got Castle Street one-way northbound, temporary closures in phases around East Key and the Prom in Peel, and between Peel and St John's, 24-hour temporary lights on the main road for work on the pavements. Cannels Lanes closed between Parliament Street and Water Street in Ramsey for scaffolding work and temporary lights on the marketplace Ramsey for any pedestrian crossing. And Sandy Gates got temporary lights on the Jerby Road for water main installation. Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Spread your payments interest-free. Get more with Keyside. Nearly 90-90 teaching staff were signed off work due to stress and mental health matters in a one-year period up to the end of last month. An increase compared to the previous two years, the Education Minister was today asked what's being done to tackle the rising numbers. Between March 2020 to February 21, there were a total of 49 teachers or educational support staff off work due to stress and other issues related to mental well-being. Between March 21 and February 22, there were a total of 69 teachers or educational support staff off with the same related conditions. Between March 22 and February 23, there were a total of 88 teachers or educational support staff 
off due to the stress or other related issues. 43 in primary, 45 in secondary or UCM. question, Mr Morehouse. Many teachers and support workers with these difficulties have ongoing challenges. How is the return to work process managed for these individuals? The return to work process starts with a meeting with the employee and their manager or supervisor. This is to ensure that the individual is fit to return to work, discuss any appropriate support that could be provided, address any concerns surrounding the sickness absence and communicate the standards of attendance expected as appropriate. Further support can be offered with advice from OHR and usually a referral to OHR is only on a long-term sickness. Given the numbers of rising cases, is the department actually doing something in terms of this issue, in terms of the rising numbers and rising concerns about what's going on in our schools? Obviously, stress-related absences are reported under a number of headings. The department doesn't have a designated official to support staff. However, all of our schools... Um, do have obviously the management teams that are there to support the staff with any issues they have around their mental well-being. Update brought to you by Simcox Advocates, advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690-300. Hundreds of dead and diseased trees along the TT course are to be felled in the coming weeks as part of preparations for this year's races. A 15-metre wide and 1.2-kilometre long corridor will be cleared between Laurel Bank and Sarah's Cottage on the A3. The story from Lewis Foster. Government says the majority of the trees comprising of ash, elm and larch are on government-owned land near Glen Helen and many pose an immediate risk to road users. Issues with the trees were found by the Department of Environment, Food and Agriculture during a survey back in 2021 and now they're said to be in a state of significant decline with an unacceptable level of potential failure near the roadside. Defa Minister Claire Barber says her department must act as the trees in their current state could cause significant damage or worse. She admits there will be an unavoidable noticeable change to the landscape but insists every tree will be inspected for wildlife such as bats before removal. Government says the area will be replanted over the next two years with carefully chosen native broadleaves suitable to the location and less susceptible to known plant diseases. The 10-week project will get underway tomorrow with a break in works due to a scheduled mountain road closure. It's not the only work that needs doing on the mountain course though. A 300-metre section of the Sorby Strait needs improving before racing gets underway. The DOI says there's no issue under normal driving conditions there but movement beneath the carriage way has caused the surface to undulate leading to challenges for riders at race speed. It's going to resurface this section of road to address the issue and it's expected that this work will take about 10 days to complete. The road will remain open throughout with two-way traffic managed through the use of temporary traffic lights. A three-week authority is in place to start from Monday the 24th of April which allows some flexibility around start and finish dates. Exactly when the Solby Strait project will begin will be announced closer to the time. That's it for update tonight, compiled from the resources of Manx Radio's news department. Thanks to newsreader Siobhan Fletcher, producer Beth Espy. Stick around, Kerry Kermode and Simon Clark with Countryside after the news at 6 o'clock, then the greatest hits with Chris Kinley at 6.30. I'm back tomorrow. W-I-N-T